I knew there was something screwy about her. Oh my god! This this never would have happened. What's going on? I don't know. Something to do with Senator Henneman and that girl he's engaged to. I can't. Again, Beverly Place, fiancé of Senator Robert Henneman, was arrested at 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time by federal agents at the Senator's home and is being held under scrutiny of espionage. According to a spokesman for the FBI, Charles Janssen, a Houston attorney, contacted the agency yesterday to inform them that Ms. Pace has been living with him for about the last four months under the assumed name of Rachel Hampton. Jensen claims that during her stay with him, Miss Pace exhibited malicious conspiratorial behavior and she threatened him with a loaded handgun and assaulted him last week after receiving a mysterious phone call. Mr. Janssen said he was surprised to see Miss Pace reappear the following day in Washington, D.C., announcing her engagement to Senator Hanneman, who is considered by many to be the leading candidate in the upcoming presidential election. Miss Pace declined to comment to the press. This is going to get messy. There goes the presidency. Senator Henneman met Beverly Pace last year, soon after the tragic death of his wife, Barbara. The Big Six. What did you say? The Big Six. That's who's behind all this. But nobody would listen to me. Why do you think the Big Six has anything to do with it? They're a secret organization. I know who they are. I've been investigating them for years. They control everything. Politics, the stock market. But my paper won't print an article without substantial proof. And the Big Six invented the term cover-up. I need a miracle. You're a reporter? What paper are you with? The Washington Daily. Sorry, I should introduce myself. Marshall Weinstein, investigative reporter. Mr. Weinstein, I can't tell you how happy I am to meet you. Why, thank you, Miss... Um, Miss... Call me Miracle. Yeah? Have you seen the Washington Daily? Yeah. I see a woman in flames. She needs a fireman. I got one on it. Then they're all along. A little something extra from Madam's breakfast. Yes, ma'am. But I thought this was Sal's private line. Then who are you? Well, when is he going to be available? I've been leaving messages since yesterday afternoon. This is extremely important. I told you, Darcy Parker! No, I haven't seen the morning paper yet. It's 6.30 in the morning here. I... 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 Oh, my God. Page upon a big six... Oh, God, no. You'd be surprised how many people say that at the end. Tamby? I always tell them the same thing. God's not with us.
Goodbye, Miss Parker. Elegant Waste, Chapter 28 Lily sits motionless in the darkening apartment as the sun sets over the Paris skyline. A television chatters in muted tone like a distant party as a succession of newsmen and earnest women appear to offer tidbits about Michael. Lily can't bear to listen to them anymore. So many words. But she watches the pictures float across the screen like scenery from a play about the love of her life. To them, it's news. To her, it's an ending. Michael is dead. On the coffee table before her, Lily has spread out dozens of pictures of her and Michael taken over the last nine years. Lily picks each one up and studies it carefully. She finds a snapshot of them in Scotland taken on a friend's sheep ranch. Michael looks healthy and happy. He even has color in his cheeks. It seems so long ago. Lily holds the picture to her heart and closes her eyes. On television is the videotape of Michael's body being carried from the house. They've run it over and over all day, never giving a thought to how his loved ones might feel about it. Whatever semblance of privacy Michael may have had is gone now. The gloves are off, the hounds are at the door, and every detail of his life will be magnified and profiteered for years to come by iconographic grave robbers. Lily watches the skirt of the sun slip over the horizon, and for the first time in her life, she feels it does not beckon her to follow. She is overwhelmed with grief as she realizes her life has suddenly become elegant waste and memories. The television shows a contraband video of her and Michael walking arm in arm on the beach, and Lily begins to cry. On television, they follow the setting sun, and it waits for them. Are we going somewhere? I am. I don't know about you. What's going on? We're out of a job, kiddo. It's over. Kaput. What are you talking about? Listen. It's on every Darcy channel. Parker was the estranged wife of billionaire industrialist Mitchell Parker. At one time the toast of the Washington elite, the Parkers became involved in politics while lobbying for their considerable corporate interests. With the arrest of Veronica Boudace, who under the alias Beverly Pace was allegedly under orders to seduce and betroth Senator Robert Hinneman in a bid to infiltrate the White House should he win the upcoming presidential election, new evidence is surfacing with each passing hour as to the extent of Mrs. Parker's links to organized crime. I will never reveal Miracle's identity. I'd get moving if I was you. I don't believe it. This place will be crawling with feds any minute now. If you see anything you want, take it. There's no point in letting the stuff sit in a crate for the next hundred years. Hey, it was fun while it lasted, huh? 
I never understood you, Darcy. So angry. So full of hate. You let it ruin your whole life. And now you're out of chances. I hope I never understand. Do you know what I don't like about men? Because I've never met one that was faithful. Until now. Come here. Closer. Closer. I understand now why you wouldn't leave me alone. It's over. You can go home now. Not without you. You know... <laughs> Once I latch on to someone, I'm very loyal. So I noticed. There's just one condition. What's that? Hey, did you know they have all kinds of movie stars buried out here? Can you believe it? I finally get to meet George Burns, and he's dead! You have to share. I'll think of it as help. The paintings are certainly going to be interesting. <laughs> well, there you go. My life, my heart, my blushing art. <laughs> listening to the final episode, number 15, of Strangers in Paradise, Book 5, Immortal Enemies, by Terry Moore, adapted by Thomas DJ. Produced by Thomas DJ, Chris Honeywell, and Nicole Tomty. Sound designed by Chris Honeywell. Vanessa Van Zare was Cachu. David Ellis was David. Nicole Tomty was Francine. Casey Boudinot was Sharon and Party Guest. Anna Crawford was Darcy. James Hickson was Sal. Sarah Palmero was Tambi and The Reader. Jim Moon was Anchorman, Lex Zorn was Other Anchorman, Claire Void was Party Guest and Maid, Eugene R. Hendricks was Party Guest, Luke Giaconetti was Server, and all other parts are played by the 8TW players. Music provided by Jim Moon and the Eldritch Light Orchestra. This is a fan work produced with the cooperation of Mr. Moore, done solely out of love for the property. We lay no claim to the rights or characters. Please read the original series and other works by Mr. Moore, available through abstractstudiocomics.com. 
please contact us at 8twinfo at gmail.com and join the conversation in the 8TW Discord. You can find the invite at 8TW.blogspot.com. Join us in February for Francine, Warrior Princess. Thank you for listening, and good night.